Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Steel Wars call-in show, episode number three, wherever you are around the planet. If it's Friday night in America, or it's Saturday morning in Australia, or you have really stayed up quite late in Europe. Uh, I'm going to bring on our guest right now. He is from the Weekly Planet podcast. He is a YouTube dynamo. He is a mysterious ghost-faced social media entity. It's Mr. Sunday Movies. Wow, that's that's incredible. How you doing? <laughs> you can hear me? Oh, you can't hear me. Good. I can hear you. I was going to work. Yeah, quite a lot of the show is just us being surprised it's working. Well, I listened last week. Yeah, I did catch that. Yeah. Just constant <laughs> surprise after surprise. Yeah. But I, I figure if it's going to fuck up, it's probably going to be on my end anyway. So that's, that's, I'm genuinely surprised this has all come together. How did you do it still? This is incredible. Uh, it's just what an age we live in. The weird thing is, is there's people listening from all around the world and we're probably like calling each other from about a five minute drive away. <laughs> yeah, so that's we're, right, yeah. We're really exploiting the technology. Um, totally. What's been happening, uh, Mr. Sunday Movies? What, what sort of Star Wars action have you had this week? I, the thing that stood out for me, that you saw that fan film on the Star Wars YouTube channel, the, the stop motion Rogue One thing yes it was incredible and uh and there was a bit at the end where it was like hey make your own fan film or whatever you could do a lucasfilm and i'm like oh shit should i i mean it wouldn't oh like that's tempting you know what i mean like i wouldn't be good but i I can't you know i want to see lucasfilm yeah it's it's the amount of half-finished action figure fan films that are about to be half done. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you? Did, did anything stand out uh, this week? Well, all the toys. Very exciting. Toys, right, toys right, everywhere. Yeah. So um, it seemed, I don't know, kind of a, I don't know, a weird, after last year's worldwide um Unboxing a little bit less, um, uh, I don't know, overzealous, but it was cool yeah. to uh, to see the toys. And then also, I, I just like seeing people's reaction to the toys. Right, um, right. I, I, they I really don't mind. That. Did you watch the live stream last year? Yes. It was one of the bizarrest things <laughs> yes. I've ever <laughs> bore witness to. I was in and out over the 12 hours. It just went on and on and on, and, and just a lot of treading water. Then they cut to Jay Lagaya, then they cut to Rufio from Peter Pan or whatever. Remember that? I don't remember the, the Peter field. Pan bit. Yeah, no, because the guy, you know, the dude with the mohawk from the Robin Williams Hawk movie, he unveiled one of the toys. Really? He did like, yeah, he did like the Star Wars racetrack Hot Wheels. Something. I, I think, vaguely remember that. I didn't. Re- I didn't realize he was from. Like he was from that though. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I might be wrong, but I'm sure someone will ring in and scream at me that I'm an idiot. <laughs> oh, we can only hope. We can only hope. <laughs> I was very impressed. My excitement was the they released the images for the SH Figure Arts toys, which right. is like a Japanese... Right six inch like a, the japanese equivalent to the black series six inch but by equivalent i mean about eight times better and <laughs> but, uh, the, the one thing that like, I, I was just like oh these figures are so good death trooper oh yeah sure trooper yes where's mendo right. i want <laughs> mendo with a wet cape on my shelf <laughs> Absolutely. Doesn't get a gig. Do you think it's going to be one of those things they're going to roll out, though? They better, because... Yeah, surely. The main reason I want it... Well, there's two reasons that they have to roll out a Mendo in this figure arts line. Is, one, I want it. That's good. Yep. And two, I don't want to be one of those whiny people complaining that they haven't released the action dolly that I want. Absolutely, yeah. I'm just looking at them now. I don't want to be reduced to that level, but I'm prepared to... I know that it's in my future if if they don't do this. Surely. Although they've got... So I'm looking here, they've just released a Han Solo one. They're like, there's some... Is that a new... Is that new as well? Oh, that's the the Han Solo and New Hope one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that is new and that is beautiful. And they also released a image of a pretty exceptional Kylo Ren with the face off. And yes, boy, does that look like his face. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bloody dead on. Toys are getting much better, aren't they? <laughs> really? <laughs> no, they're going both ways. Oh, really? Okay, so it just depends on I, your... Um... I reckon they're getting mm. much better and much worse at the same time. <laughs> Do you think it's like, it's like the, uh, the rich and poor gap is growing? It's the same thing? With Star Wars toys? I think it's either you live in Japan or you hate the toys you're buying. <laughs> Do you have to order these internationally? These are something you can just get, like at your Target or whatever? No, you don't have that, uh, that sweet ability. I, I get mine from eBay from... I feel like people buy boxes from Japan and then they sell their extra figures on eBay. So right, I just yeah, work yeah. around for that. But I... I, I I would like to go into a shop and buy one one day, but it just, it's not to be. It's not to be. Hey, we have got tons of callers on hold. Uh, There's a live chat if you want to chat there. Um, Where's that? Let me have a look. Where where do I find that? (laughs) On your website, yeah? Not on my website. On the blog talk page, there should be a little chat window. I'm not sure how it looks for you. No, nah, I haven't got it. I'll, have to, I'll, I'll, I'll fish around. That's all right. All right, do some fishing. But um, yeah. let's go to some calls because we've got about five people on hold that want to talk the latest war news. And I, I, I sort of think there hasn't been that much news this week apart from lots and lots of variations of a mm. death trooper molded in plastic. So <laughs> Sure. If people want to talk about that or whatever, let's go to the first call. It is from area code 858 and Classic. should be able to talk anytime. Who are you and where are you calling from, 858? Hello, can you hear me? I can. Yes. Oh, this is so cool. I'm from San Diego. Nice. <laughs> California. How's, how is it there? You know, good weather. 
All the exactly. average things you hear about. I mean, above <laughs> average, I guess. Right, good, good. Wow. God, you're, you're making really it sound very, very bleak. <laughs> uh, and what's your name, San Diego Ian? Uh, my name is Aaron. Hey, Aaron. Do you go to Comic Con every year? Uh, no, it's so expensive, and I'm just a normal person. <laughs> That's fair. I'm enough. just a, I'm just a humble Skype caller. Mm. What other tickets? I've never been. What other tickets for that? I got no idea. Uh, I don't know, depending on what you go for, it's like, I don't know, 80-something. I actually don't really look into it just because I spend my money on mostly burritos. (laughs) Good, good. Well, if I had to choose, I'd I'd, I'd do the same if I'm on a studio. No, I wouldn't. I'd go to Comic-Con. Alina Moore. I would I'd do anything to go back to Comic-Con. It's, it's the best. I actually don't think it's that expensive. I think it's about, I don't know, I guess it's all relative, but I, I think it's about 175 for the week. And right. I, th- I just think you Americans are spoilt for choice. Like over here, that's, to, to see all that stuff, and um, I find it's worth it. But what, what's on your mind? All right, so my question isn't really news-based. It's just something I've been thinking about lately. And all these new Star Wars properties, they seem to always, you know, introduce a little a little new force power here and there. So like mm. Force Awakens, you got the ability to put somebody to sleep. In Rebels, you've got somebody controlling animals. So I just want to know, what would make you the most angry if they introduced a new force power that was just kind of off the wall? Right, right. You, you, you hate the spinny lightsabers. You hate any, any deviation or much deviation, don't you, from the tradition? Oh, the, the spinny lightsaber was just, for one, it was ridiculous. But two, why did it just come out of nowhere? Like, if I could right. spin a lightsaber, like, I wouldn't be getting Ubers. I'd be doing that all the time. I wouldn't just be busting sure. it out, like, on the last day of the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think for me, I think if they made force ghosts, like they, they could be solid to fight or something like that. Like if it went to that level, like where like Yoda's back and he's fighting Snoke or whatever, and he's a ghost, but he can, I don't know, use a lightsaber. That would be like, nah, you've, what are you doing? If we all believe in him, he'll come real. Yeah, that kind of, that kind of thing, yeah. Because I think, wasn't that one of the endings of Return of the Jedi, though, the force ghosts of, one of the alternative endings originally was like Obi-Wan and Yoda and Luke were going to fight the Emperor together? Read that yeah, I, that's true. I think it's in the making of Return of the Jedi, um, that mm. beautiful coffee table book. They go through that that was one of the possible endings where they were actually going to get involved in the battle, which I don't know. It, it sounds very Harry Potterish or something. It sounds brutal. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a, I, do you have I, a thing I, those Time travel. That would break that universe in half, yeah. Yeah. I, I, time travel or maybe just, just a casual flying. <laughs> sure. Just like how Megatron <laughs> could just fly, just this giant transformable gun, and then he could just take off. Right, right. Well, they could they sort of... Aaron, you watch Rebels, right? Oh, yeah. So, because, like, Kanan kind of makes Ezra fly every now and then. Like, he'll drop up a thing and you'll lift him. You've seen that, right? Well, yeah. It's kind of like a super jump. 
Right, right. Because I, I, I remember this one where they're training on top of the ship and Ezra, like, falls off and then Kanan, like, stops him midair and, and brings him back. I guess that, that's not flying, though, is it? It's more so of a catch than a fly. Have, hmm. have you guys watched The Clone Wars? Yeah. I'd say bits of it, not all of it. Because there's one episode where Ahsoka's lightsaber gets stolen by somebody called a Tyrellian Django jumper, and Ahsoka is chasing this this alien through the city, and this this alien can just naturally jump as well as as a as a Jedi can, and so I always wondered what like a Jedi Tyrellian Django jumper would be like, like if like if the increase would be like exponential, so they could just right, jump, absolutely it would jump like thousands of feet. Yeah. Sure I'd like to know how often you think about this. Mm, you know, pretty often. <laughs> I'm going to think about it often now that I know. It's one of those things going to be in my head now. Because that's really true, because different creatures have different abilities or whatever. So, yeah, it would affect them differently. Yeah. So, the, after, after spinning lightsaber episode of Rebels, they said mm. that uh, the new Inquisitor they had introduced but didn't show the face of they said he was one of those Tyrellian Django jumpers. And I wonder if originally their plan was just to have him be able to do the spinning thing because he was just such a good jumper. Like, he would just yeah. jump in the air and then spin the lightsaber to fly slowly. Yeah. And then they just decided they needed to have all of the Inquisitors do it for plot reasons. I don't know, though. Right, right. Are you against the spinny lightsaber flying thing? Um, I'm against the flying I, I, although it does seem like something that I would have thought up when I was like five and thought that that was like the <laughs> most awesome idea ever. <laughs> right, right, yeah. But then again, when I was little, I would think about like, oh, I wonder if the Emperor has a Force Ghost and Yoda has a Force Ghost and they just fight, fight all the time. And, you know, obviously that's a little bit crazy now too because... I mean, what would it be like if you died as a Jedi and then just had to fight bad Force Ghosts like for the rest of eternity? That is that. Oh God, it'd be Horrendous. tiring. Yeah, it would. <laughs> so it would be lighting. a real drag. <laughs> yeah, it would. All right, I guys, wonder. Well, actually, I don't think this is going to happen too often, but I have to go. So thanks for answering my question. Um, no problem. He, he's got a he's got a burrito that's just piping hot. <laughs> that's right. and he's al- he's already sacrificed so much for it. <laughs> anyway, uh, grab that horse, guys. Bye bye. We'll do it back there. Catchphrases. That guy gets it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, it's it's you know it's that fine line of that you want new things introduced but and and something that i love doing all the interviews with different people about is the what people that have watched star wars they think is star wars like everyone's got an idea of like it should be this it shouldn't be that like absolutely you, you know like time travel i think i think if you're a star wars fan and and you want time travel you you need to just just put Trek at the end of the movie and go watch those because they love it. I I think they do. They do. I think I I like the idea of the flashbacks. Like, you know, Ray has that weird flashback. 
I think that's as far as you take it. Cause you, and you can kind of see into the future sometimes, maybe. That's it. Leave it at that. Yeah, well, definitely in her flashbacks, she saw into the future and the past. So, mm. and, and Luke got to see the future with his, uh, his little buddies having a bad time up in the Cloud City. He did, he did. He knew. Now, what was the um, part of the Ray Flash back forward? Which was the future part? Kylo Ren in the forest. Oh, right, of course. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to think. Yep, you're right. I love that bit. It's good. It's a good bit. Don't, don't, don't question me, Goathead. <laughs> no, I'm not questioning you. It was for my own... I was like, which I was trying to remember it. So like, if it goes to bloody Bespin and then whatever, and then, and then you're right, forest. Forest. I would never question you still. Thank you. Hey, um, I, I found out something interesting over the week. Did you guys, um, I think he covered it on the Weekly Planet, that George Lucas purchased a bunch of Han Solo comic book artwork? He did, yeah. I don't know if we did cover that. Yeah, that was, that was super interesting. It's weird that he picked that one out of all of them. That, that being said, that comic is amazing. Have you, you've been reading it, I'm, I assume. I have, I've, due to my flying back from America, I haven't picked up the next, I think there might be an issue that I haven't read, but yeah, I have got great. some information about the purchasing of uh, art by George Lucas, and I exclusive. spoke to a, this is an exclusive actually, James, yes. This has never happened to me before, I literally never get exclusives. Anyway, sorry, go on, continue. Well, this is an exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. So I talked to a Star Wars artist this week, and the deal is when you do art for a comic or an action figure or anything licensed Star Wars art like that, in the contract, George Lucas has the first right to buy the art. So the artist can keep it forever, but if they do put it up for sale, they have to offer it to George Lucas first. That's the agreement. And it's not so much that it was a big thing that Lucas bought this Han Solo art. He's buying art all the time. It's just that this artist went, yes, George Lucas bought my art. So it got all this press. But oh, the artist right. I was speaking to said, oh, it's a very, like he's, he actually buys stuff all the time. And he was saying that he'd actually been a bit sad because the last few things he'd offered up, uh, he hadn't picked up. But then he just recently um, like grabbed some things so he was feeling better because he'd, he'd had all these covers and stuff and then he sort of goes oh yeah it's time to get rid of this so you have to offer it to him first so it is actually a while it's it's awesome that he does buy all this art it is he's actually Mm. buying it all the time Um, we've got another call it is a skype call and you've been on hold for about 20 minutes so if that sounds like you who are you and where are you calling from uh hi i'm ben from the uk i knew it i knew it Where are you calling from, Ben? Uh, The UK. Oh, you are up so late. What time have you got over there right now? It is 20 past two in the morning. Bloody hell. Nice. Can I just say something as well? Can I just quickly say something? Sure. I am the the Weekly Planet comic writer, James. Oh, right. Awesome. Yeah, so you're Ben Davies. Yeah, I am. 
I bloody love your work. It's amazing. It was it was great to hear it, and I was like, me and me and Eric were just like, yay! <laughs> we fangirled out a lot. We fangirled out a lot. <laughs> I, all my, all my favourite fangirls are called Ben. Um, what what is the Weekly Planet comment? comic you have to uh help the steel wars listeners out on this one uh well i came up with the idea one day while i was very bored at my sort of time away from university i thought well mr sunday also known as james does does a comic book movie podcast and i thought wouldn't it be funny if he had a comic so i wrote it and somehow vlogged to get an artist on the subreddit and it happened and we we were able to do it it just kind of was a very fortunate circumstance of events and it's basically james and mason doing weird stuff and weird things <laughs> happening to them correct it's kind All of right. like a heightened version yeah of, of our of our reality yeah. a much more exciting you, version should, should there be an age warning on this no there's, no it's not not at all it's not like there's that. occasional there's occasional profanity but Apart yeah, from that, yeah. no, not really. But yeah, yeah, I'm okay. glad you like it. I do have a question. I love Don't it. worry, I do have a question. Great. All right, what's on your mind, Ben? Um, so obviously Rogue One is coming out this year, and it looks to be like almost um, a war. It almost looks like a war film in some respects, more than mm-hmm. a Star Wars film, like a genre film. Um, mm. And I was, I was thinking, if they're gonna do a Boba Fett and a possible Obi Wan movie, what like genres would they be? Right. Obi Wan would have to be a Western, right? Like a like an Unforgiven style. That's how I've kind of always imagined it. You guys seen Unforgiven with Clint Eastwood? I have, yeah. It's like broken down. uh, I don't know. Yeah, I I guess. I guess they both could be sort of, kind of westerns. Mm. Or or, or, I I guess with Boba Fett, you could go the. I don't know, saw more along the Ocean's Eleven, like, right. crazy plan to break someone and out. Mean, like, or have all, have all the other bounty hunters there with them. Like, yeah. Like, the Boba Fett movie with other bounty hunters I can't name because it's very late and I can't think of at the moment. Boss, <laughs> 4LOM, IG88. That's, that's all I got. Yeah. Dengar. Dengar, there you go. He's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think like either like that sort of for Boba Fett like a western, or then or the other way would be the the high tech heist with the elaborate plan and mm-hmm. ruse after ruse and and ripped off face to reveal a different ripped off face. So many ripped off faces. I, w- I was imagining more of a, like a like a Pulp Fiction kind of or a Reservoir Dogs kind of. Oh, yeah, that kind of gritty, grimy yep. kind of. But I don't, I don't know whether that would suit what kind of Disney are doing. No, I mean, you couldn't do the violence, obviously, but. Mm. But I don't know. I don't, like people want an Obi Wan Kenobi film. Yeah. But do they want it? I do. Like Ben does, presumably. I. Bang. I think. I think. I think you could do a single Obi-Wan film. This idea of an Obi-Wan yeah. trilogy sounds way too over the top, but like one film much, yeah. that is a Western where he's on Tatooine and just, I can't remember if it was on the Weekly Planet a bit ago, you said something about 
um, it just like it's a personal story about him dealing with having to be in hiding and being away from Anakin and what he did and it was something like mm. he just deals with like the huts it's like a crime movie but it's a western movie like almost the spaghetti westerns but with just with Obi-Wan and in the Star yeah. Wars universe that's that, exactly how I picture it yeah yeah that that would be a really cool idea hmm. but so what what why do you hate it still why are you so against an Obi-Wan film? what's the problem man well well, for one, he can't leave the planet. That, like... I think that's, like, uh, uh, that's an advantage in a, in a lot of ways. Yeah. You can tell a completely Tatooine different is still story. A big planet. Tatooine is still a big planet, though. Yeah, but that, that's, I'm just setting the rules. Like, first off, what if, you if you've got one, you can't leave the planet. To me, that, that's concreted in. He, he can't leave right. because... He, oh, okay, so part of his, it's a detriment. Yeah. yeah, no, no. Like, part of his sort of his story and, and paying his penance is just eating it on that planet, like babysitting for, you know, 20 years. That's yeah. like, that's sort of like, I, I kind of like that with Obi-Wan and Yoda. They just went, yep, we messed up. So now we're <laughs> going to eat it for a couple of decades. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they're sort of sentencing themselves to a punishment almost. Um, and I don't know. I just don't know. It's just more booky. Like it's like, cause he's him dealing with it. It seems like more of an internal thought based struggle rather than like the, the, the thought of him getting caught up in, you know, the mafia and, and Jabba the Hutt is intriguing. But as mm-hmm. much as I love Jabba's palace, I, never want a film to go back there because it's <laughs> it, it's sacred like it's insane it's insane and yeah. weird yeah and I just don't want them to, to relive it like it was great don't go back and I've just there's I just nothing have an more idea to add now. I just yeah. have an idea now what they could do with it is for like most of the film it's like a western where he's going around and maybe he uses like a blaster or something and when he pulls out this is just something in my mind that would be really cool to see. And I know it, you are, I do agree with it would work better as a book, but on film, if for most of the film he uses a blaster or the force or something, and then near the end, he's like, I need the lightsaber to intimidate people. Because mm. if there's a Jedi that survived Order 66, then they're obviously going to be a badass, even if they just went into hiding. Yeah, yeah. At some point, he just pulls the saber out and then just like everyone just backs just backs away and it's like mm. oh and he just almost like slaughters loads of people at the end no well, he'd have to he'd have to <laughs> anybody anybody who saw him he'd have to kill because the word would get out they're like yeah there's this old man with a lightsaber killing people like he'd have to he'd have to kill whoever or whoever did it would have to die but to saw him yeah, yeah. would have to die so, so the word yeah. would spread that there's an old man down the street with a lot of severed heads <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> But I don't think that's a big deal on Tatooine. They're like, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's one every like a hundred meters. Just an old man with seven heads. Yeah, like Tatooine does seem like the kind of Tatooine does seem like the kind of place where it'd be like, oh, another head in the gutter there. That's just yeah. a normal thing. That's right. <laughs> uh, there was a comic uh, called Star Wars Visionaries. I'm sure I've talked about it before, and I don't know whether you'd implement it. You probably couldn't because I think Rebels are kind of doing this. But Darth Maul turns up looking for Obi Wan. It's only like. It's a very short comic, and they have this like last kind of battle in the sand, 
Um, and it's, it's amazing. It's incredible. So I would love to see any variation of that. I'd love to see him. So he starts and he's broken and he's just kind of sick of all this shit and he's just, and then he's kind of dragged into something and then he's kind of reluctantly, the Jedi's kind of drawn out of him. Like he's forced yeah. to kind of, that's, that's how I want to see it, uh, see it go. And a trilogy. And then a freaking oh. trilogy. Well, the, the, oh. the trilogy thing is just, that's just nerd Chinese whispers on the internet. Like, <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, it, it says, it, it goes from Ewan McGregor's open for an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. <laughs> They confirmed a trilogy. Like it's just, it only takes the the steps between that and that is like three posts on moviepilot.com. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Well, thank you so much for your call and uh, oh thanks dear, for thank staying you up. For having me. Okay. Right, Cheers, thank ben. you. Pleasure. See, See you, ben. ben. Hey, you guys. If you did not know, the Still Wars live call-in show has a twin sister or brother podcast the steel wars podcast where i conduct humorous in-depth long-form interviews with people that have been touched by the star wars universe whether it be star wars actors behind the scenes crew artists podcasters or just super fans steel wars podcast gives you a in-depth and unique window into star wars fandom and the many stories that star wars fans have Episode 97, we interview Tom Bell Prashy from Maz's Castle. On episode on episode 100, live at Star Wars Celebration, we interview Prashy's on-screen brother, Kratnus, played by D-Tails in a hilarious and moving episode. Plus, interviews with the likes of Nathan Hamill, Mark Hamill's son, and if you're a fan of this episode's guest, Mr. Sunday Movies... You've got to check out episode 82, where we go over two hours on Star Wars and how he got his start as the multimedia nerd magnate that he is. And also his buddy Nick Mason's on episode 59, 72, and a very funny live episode 84 from the Melbourne International Comedy Festival with Dilruk Jaya Singer. You can find a separate feed for the Steel Wars podcast on iTunes or go to SteelWars.com. The other bit, little bit of news that did come up during the week, Sunday movies, was that Ian McDermott said that uh, no Palpatine or Palpatine in Row oh, 1. Sheev is on leave. He's, he's, he's taking a break. He's just warming up for his for his trilogy. I think that's what he's doing. He's rested up. He's cleaning his cape and he's sharpening his little uh, walking <laughs> stick. He's got a big couple of years ahead. He certainly does. Do you believe it? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's in I, it. I, nah. Do you think he's going to be in it? I think... Uh, I don't know, obviously, but I think... If he was in it, he wouldn't say he was. So I don't think it means anything at this point. I, w- I would be surprised if he wasn't in some form, like a hologram or, or whatever. Because when else are you really going to see him, if not in this? But when's he going to show up? Do you think like, he's not going to be in a Han Solo movie? And he's playing Khan. That's <laughs> very possible. <laughs> <laughs> do, you th- do you think it's too much if they did a... Uh, 
if they had Vader and him and Tarkin and whatever, do you think it's too much? Uh, is that what it is? Or you just think he's telling the truth? And Well, for enough? one thing, I do think he's telling the truth. I'm a very trusting person. But I do think it, it, it's jamming in uh, a few too many characters back into the film. You know, if you've, it's very heavily rumoured that we're going to get some sort of CGI face-swapped Tarkin. Um, yep, we've got yep. a bit of Vader... You know, mm-hmm. like maybe you could come in and hologram it up and maybe to, to keep it real, they won't get Ian McDermott in. They'll just get that monkey back in with the crazy sunglasses. <laughs> but, sure. But who knows? But I, I love the thought that, you know, Sheev is just having a break that week. Yeah. Like that photo of him on the set of Revenge of the Sith where he's got the sunglasses on. Yeah. Is, that's what the internet was invented for, to share images like that. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Yeah, look, I, I, don't, I think just because a character exists in that time period, they don't have to put them in. Not everybody. Like, they nearly put a kid hand solo in Revenge of the Sith. Thank God they didn't. But uh, oh. if, if, if it could work, sure. But if he's not in it, I get it. I'm not going to be devastated. You know, it's fine. He's in Rebels occasionally. and It's also, I was thinking about this the other day, whether, like, what do you keep a mystery for the later films. Like, mm. if, you, if you flesh out too much of, of, say, Sheev or Darth Vader in this film, like, and then if you're watching them chronologically, like, in the timeline, like, like in Rogue One, say, you find out heaps, and then in Star Wars and Empire, they're back to being mysterious again. Like, it's a weird balance mm. to work out do you dole out the information that makes it interesting in a chronological way or in a way that it's released, if you know what I mean? Mm. Oh, what is that? Sorry. Hello? Are you on a separate podcast? <laughs> this, I'm just, sorry, I was trying to bring up the live chat and I think I've accidentally played your podcast in the background. <laughs> there you go. I apologise. I'm trying to be. I can't. Okay, I can't have the chat open and this at the same time. I suddenly realised we've got uh, a ton of callers. The next one is from three one two area code. Who are you and where you calling from? Hey, you guys. What's going on? What's going uh, on? This is, this is uh, Mike G from Chicago. Uh, still, we've interacted on Twitter a few times. I know you hey, Mike, what's going on, man? Uh, not a lot. I'm, I'm excited to talk to you both. Two of my three favorite podcasts. You just have to add in Mesa and we'd have the, the full triumvirate. But, uh, Mason, Mason can't use Skype. He has never seen him do anything. Like, <laughs> I'm sure Mason's listening to the live feed on his tram right now. So shout out to him <laughs> in, in, in whatever yeah. transport zone he's in. Yeah, as on the road, if you can. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, so I had kind of a, a question that came up on my mind last week when Tracy was on the podcast, but I know it it kind of relates a little bit to what James does with his videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to figure out, have you noticed, there's sort of a, when I was a kid, I grew up, basically, I was an original trilogy kid. I, I was eight years old when Star Wars came out, the original. Cool. And by the time by the time Empire came out, I had bought the novelization two weeks before the film came out. So I 
the entire plot was spoiled. Obviously, the big spoiler was uh, was revealed to me, and it didn't really bother me, I guess. And, and when I saw the movie, it just I, I still enjoyed it tremendously. But I noticed there's yeah. sort of a I don't even know when it happened, really. I, I kind of think maybe with the rise of the internet, but there's sort of a split now where it's half the culture is sort of um, obsessing over every little detail in a trailer or speculations, and the other half is they don't want to know anything. Like, yeah, everything is spoiler alert. Six weeks out from The Force Awakens, people are still going, oh, spoiler alert, Han Solo dies. I even feel nervous saying it now, but... When did this happen? And what, like, because I, I feel like there's there's not a lot with Rogue One, for example, that we, other than you know some of the the major plot beats that we don't know. We know kind of how that all ends up. It's sort of like Titanic. You know where it's going, but it's still kind of a it's kind of a, a, a fun movie to watch at the same time, even though you really know it's a foregone conclusion. But it's yeah, do you get a sense of when this this whole shift happened? Where it's like, I don't remember the spoiler warnings being a thing when I was a kid. That's a really good point. Yeah, it's definitely I'm, kind of amped up and all. I'm just going to put you on. Um, I'm just going to put you on hold uh, while we answer the question because there was just a little bit of weird feedback. I'm not sure if everyone else was hearing that, but uh, we'll come back it, yeah. to you. So just hang there. Mm. Um, sorry, James, what were you going to say? Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, I feel like something that's really amped up in the last 10 years or so, there's always been kind of like, you know, say the sixth sense comes out and then if you're the person that tells, you know, everybody at school or your office or whatever that, you know, that the secret, then you're an asshole. So there is that. But it's really kind of like there is definitely that two camps of I don't want to know anything and I want to know literally everything. Yeah, what do you reckon? I'm I'm just in the middle. Like... I sort of want to know everything except that I'm your father thing. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. No, I totally get that. I think I am the same. Even though I do trailers that like break all this down, I don't actually want someone to send me the thing and say, oh no, here's the script or this is what actually happens. I don't want to know. I want to take the official information and then kind of glean from it what I can. That's, that's kind of my, that's how I like to do it. But I don't want to be yeah, flat out spoiled. Mm. So the one thing I was thinking how he was saying that it's kind of like Titanic in that we know the end. Yeah. And that's more right than we know because the end of the Empire in Return of the Jedi and the end of Titanic ends with like an old person lying that they had something that they beforehand said they didn't. Correct, yeah. So the old lady's been lying the whole time and she's got the stupid yeah. jewel and then yeah. old Sheev, he's just got this, oh, my, my space station doesn't work. It does. It does. It's got to blow it up everything. Totally like, old people lie. That's the message that, of movies. <laughs> That's the takeaway from this. Do you mean, so he lied in the Return of the Jedi? Where he, is that the lie you're talking about? That is the lie I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. That was a trick. Like, he did, like, that wasn't, he wasn't doing that as, like, a gag. He did that because he's a, he's a prick. He's a bad bloke. Yeah. Oh, so you reckon, like, like, the sheaves got your nose sort of thing? Exactly, yeah, yeah. I don't know about, the, you know what I want to do? I've been thinking about this. I want to take one of the Star Wars movies, maybe, uh, maybe one of the spinoffs, and just go complete darkness going in. So just take a year of not looking. I don't know if that's actually possible for me. 
because people tweet me a lot of stuff and I have to watch trailers, but I'd love to be able to do that. Just do a year and go uh, in completely fresh. But I would worry that I'd like hemorrhage in the cinema because like my brain was taking too much new information. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I've heard you say that on the, tra- in, in, yeah, when you talk about the trailers, like if you had have seen the reveals that you saw in the trailers, then that would have said, yeah, you'd, you'd melt down. Like I'm already like, my heart rate is so far up in a Star Wars premiere. Like if I hadn't have seen BB-8 beforehand, like, oh, the mess I would have caused. (laughs) Even if you know the entire plot to a Star Wars film, it definitely should not be boring the first time you watch it. No, definitely not. No. It's interesting. uh, He brought up about Daisy Ridley, you know, when she's eating the bread. I, I, I thought things like, like what got me with Daisy Ridley and Ray was the first time she said Luke Skywalker on Jakku. Like, just, she was so excited to hear the name Luke Skywalker and how she goes, I thought he was a legend or I thought that was a myth or whatever. I just found that instantly, like, because that was when I saw the the eight-minute preview at IMAX, so that was part of it. And I was instantly just like, ah, that's my character. That's, (laughs) like, I'm done. Like, she's as excited as me to hear about Luke Skywalker. That's, that you're, you're, you're exactly right, because he is, because that's what we've all been thinking all, all this time, even when George Lucas was like, there's no sequel, that's never going to happen, shut up. Like, everybody's always think. I'm always like, what happened to Luke? I, I wanted to know. And even though they explored it in the books, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's good, and there's some great stories, but I want to see it. So, yeah, you're right. Mm. It was really exciting. Give me that green saber. All right, let's pound through some calls. We've got 11 people on hold right now. Let's go to 425. Who are you and where are you calling from? Hey, guys. This is Hello. Austin. Uh, I'm from Seattle, Washington. Sweet. Awesome. How are you doing? Good, Real good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. A uh, little sick, but I decided to hang in there for the call. Because I love nice. you guys, and you guys are great podcasters. I've been listening Thanks, to the Weekly Planet since, like, day one. Oh, really? Sorry about yeah. that. That's a pretty rough audio <laughs> yeah, early on. So, so does that mean, like, on, on when God said, let there be light, the first thing you did, you went and downloaded the Weekly Planet? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I started listening. I watched uh, James's YouTube videos, and then... After his channel got canceled, uh, it got shut down, I was like, man, I want more of this guy. So I went to iTunes and started listening to the podcast. (laughs) That's what I love about the internet, that someone on the other side of the planet can go, I want more of this guy. And they get it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or or less. They could also go the other way. I want less of this guy. (laughs) Block. Austin, what's on your mind today? Uh, I was just going to ask you, after a uh, disappointing Force Friday last year, what's the number one thing you're looking forward to this year for Force Friday? Enjoying people complain about Force Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't... It's not really one of the things I... What did they, what did they do last year? So they did the... Um, was that the toy unboxing thing? 
Sports yeah, Friday. and then I, I, I think where the majority of fans had a problem with Force Friday was going out in the middle of the night to a major shopping centre oh, right. and then not having any toys to sell them. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, they had the, the Phantom Menace toys out there, like some stores did here, apparently. Oh, in at Toys R Us Knox, they literally had Revenge of the Sith, Anakin Skywalker 12-inch, like so many of them. Uh, that, was, that was one of their hot collectibles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's not really a thing that I, I, I look for, forward to. Because they, they don't really do any kind of big reveals generally, do they? They're kind of revealing everything in advance. But I, yeah, yeah. I, I think the fun thing about it for me is just, like, I don't even know if I'll buy anything, but I, I know at the last mm. Force Friday, I didn't buy anything, but that was sort of through, there was nothing for me to buy. Um, a few of my right, friends right. bought, a few of my friends bought pity items that like, they never would have bought otherwise, but they were like, well, we are in a Toys R Us at one in the morning. I should probably buy something. <laughs> but I held out. I went back empty bags. <laughs> I just like the stupidity that we're in a mall at 12 at night. Like, I just, I just think that's fun. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, don't, I, I avoid, I don't like going to like a thing. Like, I won't, I won't line up for anything. It's like, it's, I don't know. I just, I'm, oh, I don't here we go. I'm against it. I'm against, I, that's why I'm like, I don't want to go to a Comic-Con or whatever, because I just don't want to line up for six hours to not get into something when I can just watch it online or order it online. So you, you're only going to go to Disneyland if you're on the door. Yeah, pretty much. I want to be ushered in by Walt Disney's frozen head. That's how I want that to work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, what, 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 about, what about you? What, what are you looking forward to for Force Friday? Mm. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily have anything I'm looking forward to because I'm one of those people that has gone as spoiler-free as possible. Oh, no. Uh, so so I, don't, I don't know much about like characters that we could be getting figures of. But uh, yeah, I I think it's interesting going back to the going spoiler free. I, I want to go in completely annoying because I'm the kind of person who watches the trailer and picks every detail out of it and puts the entire plot together. And I don't, yeah. and I don't like knowing the entire movie going in. Yeah. Two separate so, callers, I, I, different opinions. I just like that you've called in to brag that you're such a trailer savant that <laughs> if you watch a trailer, you can instantly decode the entire plot. That's, that's quite a skill. You should be making that, videos with Sunday movies. That would be great. Yeah, I'd love to take a week off. <laughs> but I know what you mean. I feel like I'm the, like, the same. Like I can look at a trailer, especially a lot of modern trailers. It's like, what are you showing all this for? What are you doing? Like I watched Tarzan last night for some reason. Uh, and it's like they showed like everything in the trailer. I'm like, well, I've seen, I feel like I've seen this. It's like it's not a terrible movie, but I know, I know all of this. Star Wars are a bit a bit cleverer though, I think, with their trailers than a lot of other kind of studios or companies. Yeah, generally. but even looking back, sometimes when you get in a YouTube vortex and you watch trailers from like the late '80s, just oh, yeah. how much trailers have developed. Like you watch a trailer. And it will just sort of so it's a movie about passion. And then it will just show this <laughs> real long scene without any music. And the girl will go, I'm feeling quite passionate. And light a cigarette yeah. or something. It's just, it's such <laughs> a slow burn. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 
Uh, it's good because they, yeah, I think they've they've gotten better and worse in a way, I guess. Because yeah, I don't know. <laughs> hmm. there's more subtlety to them. I'll give it that. And then they've got rid of the voice over the voice over guy, unless it's like a Rob Schneider film or whatever. Or if he doesn't make films, you know, so much anymore. He makes yeah. masterpieces. He certainly does. He's he's got his Netflix series, Real Rob, which I have not seen. Oh, my friend's in that. Really? Your friend's Rob yeah, Schneider? Friend, That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, my friend Monty's in that show. He's actually, he's actually good buddies with Rob Schneider. So there you go. Nice. That's cool. Nice. Anything else on your mind? Uh, I just want to tell you, uh, Mason has gotten me really into podcasting, and it's funny because being from all the way across the world, uh, mm. I have a podcast feed full of Melbourne comedians. Right, yeah. So you got like do do go on and uh and a band yeah, and on the Daffalo does and oh that's cool. Casual and, yeah. Yeah. So I was having Mason on. Good, good, yeah. I'll pass I'll pass that on to him. Sure. Like Make sure you listen to his episode of I Love Green Guide Letters. Alright, thanks, Steel. Hit I these calls. I listened to that episode. It was good. Mason was very funny, telling uh, tram exploits. I think I may have missed a caller, so let's go to 817. Are you there? Yes, I'm here, Steele. Who are we talking to? Where are you calling from? I am calling from Kennedal, Texas. My name's Brian. Um, Hey, Brian. I'm a Patreon supporter for uh, Mr. Sunday, and I'm a Bandcamp supporter for uh, Steele. What a benevolent caller. (laughs) <laughs> What's that? Um, here's my question. Uh, it's for James because it's a two-parter. It's a past and a future. But the oh, past God. is when right. you started out. When you started out and you were reading comments, and some of them were probably negative, and some were probably overwhelmingly positive. How do you balance out that emotionally? Do you sort of stick on some of the negative? Does that stick with you? Uh, I know Steele's uh, a comedian, so he's used to that. He's used to the hate, <laughs> just, just the, the white hot hate. Well, um, not you know what? It doesn't really affect me. I mean, I, I guess it does. I must on some level, but uh, because I've worked kind of jobs and I've been in situations like real life horrible situations, uh, I can't remember that, which I won't really go into. To me, it's kind of not real. So if someone's like, "I hate you," and you're a dickhead because you made you said this about Star Wars, I'm like, "Well, this guy." I mean, this none of this matters. So this doesn't, you know, this doesn't really matter. So it kind, it's kind of just water off a duck's back. And in, in honestly, an, uh, like a lot of it is, most of it is really quite funny to me. <laughs> like I love like an, an irrational kind of just like screaming idiot. Like I kind of, I kind of uh, enjoy it. But um, and I guess also because so much of it is positive, so that outweighs it uh, for, for me definitely. Yeah, so I, I prefer to focus on the negative comments and the negative comments only. I just, <laughs> Do you really? I just like I just like that to fuel my hatred of people around the world. Yeah, yeah. The my, um, my future question. My, my future question is on Patreon. You you hinted at something that was coming up in a couple of Thursdays that you were right, doing. Yeah. You, you, do you care to elaborate on that? Are you still going to keep yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I can do that. No, that's fine. Um, I, I, I'm doing a, we're doing a kind of a trial spin-off podcast uh, from the Weekly Planet. It's called um, Caravan of Garbage. 
and basically we'll take like a comic or a movie or something from the past that maybe isn't so good and then we, we talk about it and the, uh, one of us tells a story to the other one and then I'm going to kind of trim it down and I'm getting some people to kind of uh, like animate it a little bit or kind of cut the movie to whatever we're talking about. So we've recorded two, which are in the, the in the getting worked on at the moment and we might do four for the first run and see how it goes and it might be one of those things where we do it and then it never and then we never do it again <laughs> you know what I mean uh, but yeah we just thought we'd give that a go and see, see what happens wow that, well, that sounds like a, fa- a very exciting thing to tell you how much I hate on the internet <laughs> a, a new thing to try make you feel bad about pretty much yeah, <laughs> well, we try to find that like the well, good stuff like in it as well. Being like, yeah, this bit's good or whatever. You know what I mean? So, mm. well, one last thing. I'm like the other guy. Um, I listen to your podcast, and and I'm a mayor of a small city. And listening to a podcast gave me the idea of doing a podcast for local government. Uh, right. That's that's been pretty good. Even though I know that I'm the guy that makes you- and hates because I'm in local government. Did you just say that you're a mayor of a city? Are you really? Yeah. Is that yeah. true? Yes. Yes. Oh, my yes. God. Um, yes. Uh, Mr. A Movie Called Ben has been throwing things out there. Hashtag make Brian mayor. That's me. Uh, I don't know if you've read right. a movie okay. called Ben. Yeah. That's you. <laughs> yeah, oh, what? You, ret- you, you retreated Fergal Quigley's drawing of me and my dog. I did. Okay. <laughs> so you that sounds more like an accusation. Yeah, you're legitimately a mayor, though. Like, you're actually a mayor. Yeah. Yes, wow. I'm legitimately Incredible. a mayor. Yeah, um, I hate the mayors in Australia because I don't do anything. I think it's different in the U.S. Is that true? No, it's not true, but I get paid a dollar a month, so it's okay. All right, Dad. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I, 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 I'm just picturing Brian, his Diamond Joe Quimby now. That's I can't get that out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sort of a Diamond Joe Quimby. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, great talking to you. I know you got a lot of callers. But keep up the good work, both of you. Cheers, Brian. Vote one, Brian. Do it. Oh, we didn't ask where he's from. (laughs) He was from Texas, but I guess... No, no, I mean, like, Texas is the biggest place, right? As far as I know. No, it's only got a couple of towns. It's fine. Ah. Texas is a land known for its brevity. Right. (laughs) Okay, good. Won't be a problem. All right, let's go to 8.06. Who are you and where are you calling from? Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I'm also calling from Texas. Hello. Hello. <gasps> Did you uh, vote from for the other Ryan? Texas. <laughs> uh, Texas is actually a pretty big place, so I don't think we're probably anywhere near near each other. But, uh, well, how do you follow, follow up a mayor? How do you do that? <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm sure you're both you're in the same room calling. <laughs> I'm sorry, I am actually didn't think I would be nervous, but here I am, nervous. Oh, man. And what's your name? We you missed your name. Uh, my name is Alan, and I hey, am Alan. from Lubbock, Lubbock, Texas, uh, home of Buddy Holly. Oh, oh. You heard of Buddy Holly? Yeah. I know Buddy Holly. Anyway. Hey, um, Alan, what, what's on your mind today, buddy? Well, have you guys heard of that new uh, lightsaber attraction uh, yes. that they have in the works? Yeah. Now, what do you We're guys, what do you guys think of that? Thing? Yes. Yeah. I'm skeptical about how this would, like... How, Can you explain this one to me, Sunday Movies? Uh, I, Alan would probably do a better job, but my understanding is that it projects like a, like a blade onto a thing you're holding and you deflect laser bolts 
in a that's very is that right alan am i on the right track that's that's pretty much it uh when i first heard about it i was like a real lightsaber i was like there's no way that would go well for people but uh <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah it, it is just essentially a projection inside of a controlled room um i guess it would be kind of cool is this the thing with the mask on or is this something else i i don't know that that detail I don't. They've only they, the the pattern was 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 spotted, uh, and oh, so okay. the details of the specs, but we don't know, like in what capacity they're going to use it. Even if they're going to use it, like, but it's it's just like this trial kind of technology that we might be seeing um, rolled out over the next few years. And uh, I have another lightsaber. Uh, I'm sort of a lightsaber enthusiast. Um, sure. Between. Um, my wife and I, between the two of us, we have seven. Oh, this is getting more salacious as you go on. <laughs> uh, yeah. What color lightsaber steel would you would you have if you could choose your color, regardless of your allegiance? Oh, hmm. Well, my favorite is green because that means the world to me because of Luke Skywalker in Return of the Jedi. Yep. But I'm not sure I could, like, would I be insulting Luke Skywalker in Return of the Jedi if I went the green one as well? It would I, be a homage. Yeah. Or am I just biting his style, do you know what I mean? It's like that second dude that started wearing cargo pants in the 90s. He must have been so pissed that... <laughs> the trend that he got going had just been ripped off. So maybe I'd go a, a light orange one as an ode to my cat Jerry's eyes. That's nice. Okay. What about you, James? I that's a good oh I always liked uh Obi Wan Kenobi's lightsaber. I like I like the, the hilt. I don't know, I like the I like the blue lightsaber I think. That being said, I I, I the Ahsoka white blades look really cool. I think, yeah. Cool. Do, you have a, do you have a preference? Um, well, I, I actually cosplay, uh, yeah, as a uh, as a Sith Lord. Oh, and, nice. Uh, it's a, and my preference is a blood orange blade, which right, right. looks looks very red until you get close up. Mm. So that's that's what I prefer, but that's probably just because I don't want to spend more money on another lightsaber. But <laughs> so those anyway. boards are thrifty. <laughs> yes, they're they're actually expensive and it's kind of stupid. But anyway, where, where, where do you how do you where do you get like a blood orange lightsaber from though? Uh, there is a company uh, that I do not endorse, by the way. Um, <laughs> Just so we're clear. <laughs> they're uh they're actually in Portland, Oregon called Saber Forge. And uh they have all sorts of different hilts that you can choose from and you can choose like a chrome finish or a weathered finish and they have every color of the rainbow just about and uh the sound fonts are really cool. I mean they're they're really cool, but you know, you're looking at that putting down probably two, maybe to five hundred dollars, depending on the uh, oh, wow. on the bells and whistles that you want on it. But yeah, I'm just looking at these but now. They're, oh yeah. Sorry, say that again. I'm just looking at these now. I'm just at the website, just having a look. But you don't endorse them because of the price, or because like there's one guy there who's like an asshole. <laughs> 
I don't endorse them because I don't get paid to. <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I, I, I actually do. Uh, I think they do. They make a great product. But uh, cool. anyway, I, I won't, I won't be too uh, long winded here, but Steele, I have a question for you. You got to meet Harrison Ford, right? Uh huh. How was that? It was maybe the most pressure I've ever felt in my life. That might be a little bit of the pressure that I'm feeling right now. <laughs> when you're Harrison Ford combined, two of us you, make you, one Harrison Ford. You've got to get your priorities <laughs> hey, in check, son. That's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> it was stunning that he was just standing there. It was very unrealistic that, mm, right. like that Hansel or Harrison Ford was is standing in front of me and for two minutes... I was his attention and he laughed and it was very, I remember looking at him and his, his beautiful eyes, his, his deep eyes and <laughs> seeing the opera house and the Harbour bridge in the background and just sort of like in my head, frame grabbing that angle and going, remember this always, remember this always, remember this always. Yeah. <laughs> keep talking, keep talking to him, keep talking to him. I was impressed with that interview because you actually got like an emotion out of him. Like he was actually like, you, you had a little chuckle, you had a little, you shared a little joke. Like it's a, it's a really nice interview. Um, do you think that if, uh, if he came across you, that he would recognize you? No, no. <laughs> 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 you know what, I'd love it. I love it still if you kind of like insisted that he knew you. Be like, no, we met at the Opera House. It was magic. Yeah, one of my yeah. one of my gripes with people is when they when you, when you introduce yourself to them and they go, yeah, we've already met. It's just like, yeah, just go with it. Like, yeah, especially at gigs and stuff. Some, you know, you meet like so many people, and it's, yeah, of course you would, yeah. Yeah, I always find that very, um, and, and it's hard. Sometimes I, you know, I, I catch myself about to do it, and it's just like it does come off a bit passive aggressive. But I would, I would yeah. love to do that to Harrison. It's like, now we've already met, mate. Nah, huh? <laughs> remember that? Remember that minute fifty seconds that we we spent oh, together on. You know, yeah. on that day and that it, you met like three hundred other people, and I asked you questions about Star Wars. Yeah, I was the charming one. Yeah. And then insisted he buys you a drink. <laughs> oh, that would be that, yeah, that would be awesome. I, I think <laughs> maybe there's a chance if I said I was the idiot that had the ring, that he'd then feign it would be like it might erupt okay, yeah. a small memory. Well, would yep, you have the ring to sh to show to him? No, like, but I had the you story. I've got the oh, ring now. Dude. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you did get them inscribed and all that. Oh, yes. I, uh, if Harrison Ford tells you to do something, you go do it. It's true. Okay. All right. That's, that's a good point. All right. <laughs> I have other questions. All right, Alan. Thanks so much for your man. Callers. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. All right, Sunday Movies. We are going to go to a Skype caller. Who are you and where are you calling from? Uh, I'm Elisa. I'm from Canada. Hey, oh, hey, Lisa. How are you? Pretty good. How are you guys? Pretty, pretty Real good. good. Pretty well. What's on your mind? Okay, so um, I just had a question. There are a lot of little inconsistencies in Star Wars. Like, even the 
original trilogy and then especially between like the prequels and the originals it's not huge or anything but i was wondering if there was anything that particularly annoyed you or that you found interesting like leia's memories of padme even though that even though she was born like immediately and then separated Mm. all right i'd like to warn everyone else on hold this could take a while (laughs) longer than 47 minutes (laughs) <laughs> How does Obi-Wan Kenobi not remember R2-D2? Oh, that's your thing. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. But he's seen so many droids. He doesn't care about droids. He has the droid that gets his head taken off and he's like, whatever. Like, he never mentions it again. He had that droid for years. R2-D2, time and time again, has saved Obi-Wan Kenobi. And... In, like, from Phantom Menace. Like, oh, his call sign's R2-D2. Oh, what a great droid. Let's get the super hot handmaiden to clean him, who looks like no one else. It couldn't possibly anyone else. Right. All the way up. Like, and you would think in Revenge of the Sith that knowing that Obi-Wan doesn't remember him, that they would sort of keep that apart. But he mentions R2-D2 by name several times in the film. Right, right. But to be fair, he says something like, I don't remember ever owning a droid, which is not true either, I guess. But he doesn't ever, like, he's kind of got a wry smile. He doesn't say that, he's not like, I specifically have never seen this droid before and I don't know. Maybe he does. Maybe he's just messing with him. But how many R2 units are there? Like, thousands, millions. Yeah, but listen, there's millions of microwaves. But if I had a microwave that saved my life like five times, (laughs) I'd remember it. I'd remember the make of the microwave, but I wouldn't be able to pick out that microwave from a different microwave. (laughs) (laughs) I reckon you would. If a microwave saved your life, you'd remember that bloody microwave. I'm sure I'd remember the event and the model, but yeah, look, I don't know. I, I couldn't possibly, like, you're probably right. You should have remembered. There's a lot of inconsistencies. Well, the one that I don't like is the fact that Obi-Wan's wearing Jedi robes on, uh, we've talked about this, Jedi robes on Tatooine. Like, he's like, I'll just hide out here using my, my last name and Jedi robes with what I always wear. Are you kidding me? What are you, an idiot? Yeah, it's it's like the village people going undercover and it's like, all right, you wear this police costume. <laughs> I'll, I'll be incognito as an American Indian. No one will yeah, see exactly. anything. But I, I will tell you one that probably doesn't get mentioned much, Alicia, is there's, clone, <laughs> there's a... Cl- there's a Clone Wars episode where R2-D2 and Yoda go on a mission together. They go off and, and do something. I can't remember what. What was going on when R2-D2 and Yoda are fighting over the torch in Empire Strikes Back? Like, <laughs> R2-D2 knows that this is the Jedi Master Yoda. Why wouldn't he just give him... The, like, I understand that Yoda's trying to keep up this ruse to you know, see how Luke reacts and to sort of yeah. test his patience. But, like, is, is R2-D2 just, like, him and Yoda just went to some improv classes together and they're just going with the scene or... 
He has a lot of information, that guy. Like, he knows Luke and Leia are related. Like, he knows about the downfall of the Jedi. He knows who Anakin Skywalker is. He has a, he knows a lot of stuff. Maybe he's just having, like, the best time ever tricking everyone. And he's like, man, <laughs> like, if only they knew. If only, yeah, exactly. <laughs> do, you, do you have a thing for you, for you that stands out in your mind that you're like, oh, that's a massive inconsistency? Not really. I like when I try to think about it, my mind just goes like blank. And I also kind of don't want to think about it because I love them so much. Right. Yeah, I get that. Totally. I'm like steel who will yell about it. I like yeah. it when she thinks about it. Her mind goes blank. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she has the memory wipe that R2-D2 needed. Yeah, Absolutely. But um, that's good, though. It's a good way to, like, if you love a thing, you know, it doesn't mean you have to, you know, you you know, you you like a thing unconditionally. That's good. That's great. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I just wanted to say, uh, James, uh, your podcast is the reason I got into comics, so I want to say thank you. Oh, no, thank you. That's awesome. Appreciate it. All right. Nice talking to you. Bye. You too. You too. Have a good one. You got to start getting checks off these uh, comic companies, James. Tell you what. You're not wrong. Who do I call? I don't know. Stan Lee? <laughs> Something like that. I think it's Tebow. I think it's a ghost of Anakin. What about if Shmi's back from the dead? Are you sick of ridiculous Snoke theories? Well, then you need the Steel Wars Your Snoke Theory Sucks t-shirt and or stickers which are available now and instantly upon purchase you get 10 VIP downloads 10 hours of great bonus listening it is all available from steelwars.com who are we talking to and where are you calling from oh hi hi <laughs> what's going on um <laughs> Sorry, um, this is Tom um, from the UK. Hey, Tom. Hey, hey, Tom. Yeah. Um, it's incredibly late at night, so sorry, I'm speaking really quietly. Nah, man, no problem. Um, it's like three o'clock over here. <laughs> um, it's way too late. Yeah, I really shouldn't be up right now. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so I'm going to try and speak as, li- as little as possible, but one quick question. I'm going to put a bit of a spin on like quite a common question. Um, mm-hmm. Instead of saying if you could meet any cast any cast member of Star Wars, who would it be? I'm going to say if you could adopt any member, any any cast member, who would it be? Current age, so like they have to be. So if I take Carrie Fisher, she's however old yeah. she is, and she lives with me, and she's just like a maniac. Just yeah, I don't exactly. know what she's up to. Okay, okay. So and they can't be dead, obviously. So I can't be like Alec. <laughs> Okay. Still, you got so it's it, it's it's a current day. It's it's an actor at current day. Yes. Oh man, who's the least? Who's the least annoying? <sighs> you know what, John John Boyega seems like a lot of fun. Do you reckon? Mm. He does seem like fun. Hmm. I wouldn't mind having Daisy Ridley go halves in groceries each week. <laughs> sure, absolutely. <laughs> or do you want to go? Do you want to go someone old so that they'll die quicker, and then you won't have the burden of looking after an actor <laughs> and dealing with their neuroses? 
Do you know what I mean? Do you go and Ian McDermott? Yeah. I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure he's not going to die. But I'm sure he'll live forever. I just like that conversation. The first day they move in, you're sitting on the couch watching television and they go, wow, you had the choice of any Star Wars actor to come live with you and you chose me. Why is that? And you're just like, um, hmm. TikTok, like when you TikTok. Were an old, yeah, an old The hands of time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know what I do? I'd adopt Dennis Lawson and then just constantly ask him about Star Wars. You know, the guy who played Wedge Antilles who hates Star Wars. She's like, what was it like? What was Billy Dee Williams like? Did you, did you have any fun sets, fun stories on set? And he just, he just hates life. What was it like in the second Death Star? <laughs> yeah. Did you consider doing a second lap when you're in there? Just to make sure you got it? Mm. I would have. Maybe I would adopt Warwick Davis and just say, mate, back in the Ewok suit. (laughs) (laughs) And then just have a pet Ewok. That's exactly what I'd do. Yes, how could I do anything else than that? That is... I'm I'm locking that in. So I'm I'm ready to sign the adoption papers. Done. Okay. (laughs) Dennis Lawson. I'll take Dennis Lawson. You take Warwick Davis. Done. Who, who, what about you, Tom? Have you got a choice? You came up with this bizarre question. <laughs> um, I'd probably go with, I'd say David Prowse, just because he could reach all the stuff on the high shelves that I can't get to. He could too, that's right. <laughs> and he'd spoil I mean, all the like, movies for you. He certainly would. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, there's stuff on my shelves that I haven't dusted in years, and I need a mate who can get up there. And an added yeah, bonus of having David Prowse as your uh, adopted live-in house staff member uh, of cast member of Star Wars is when you have to leave your house for a week to go to Celebration, he can stay home and watch out for it for you. He's not going, is he? <laughs> no. <laughs> he can Very do the good. dishes. Thank you, Whisper Quiet Tom. We appreciate you staying up for us. Is that? Okay, guys. uh, Wait, one more question. Massive, massive fan of you, James. Um, Yeah, thanks, man. um, Also, I heard that you were on Screen Junkies Plus. Like, I was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know that Nick Mason tweeted at you to say that you should do like a movie fight or something. So yep. does that mean that we might be getting a face reveal sometime soon? I, I think be so. I'm, kind of, I'm kind of warming warming up to it because this is kind of this year. This is my um my my full time job. So, but there's also that kind of aspect of once a cat's out of the bag, like I can never not. Not that I'm going to get hounded constantly. I'd probably never get recognised. But uh, <laughs> no, I like I like the I like the anonymity of it. Uh, but yeah, but like I'm definitely more okay with it than I was say this time last year. Hmm. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for the support. Oh, I also um, I supported your, 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 your the UNICEF thing that you did a few a couple months oh, back. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that, that, that did it, really well. Thanks, man. It was really shocking to learn that Nick was a tram driver. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that happens a lot. That's not a, that's not that's a, a common like, reaction. Like, I can't, I can't pinpoint why I found it odd. It was just like... It was just weird. I don't know. It, was, it just completely took me off guard. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, fair enough. I almost thought that, like, no one had that job. Like, <laughs> but yeah. Almost no one does, trust me. Yeah, yeah. 
But I tell you what, he's a damn good tram driver. Probably. I actually don't know. He might be terrible. <laughs> Uh, I drove next week once. It seemed to be going okay. Oh, good. Hmm. Good, good. Um, thanks, thanks, Tom. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, thanks for having me. Um, even if I manage to bring up again during the daytime, I think I might just stay a creepy whisper voice just to, like, that's my thing now. That's your thing. <laughs> just right. You should do yeah. it. So if it's like one o'clock in the afternoon and, like, everyone's awake, I'll still do this voice. Hey, it's me, Tom. <laughs> good to see you all. Thank hey, you, Tom. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. What a polite yet creepy fan base we are growing here. <laughs> Absolutely. On the, on the live show. Now, I, I guess for for those that maybe aren't aware, you 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 you're a mystery. You're an enigma. You're a, a goat-headed internet presence. Thank are you, you. Are you are you beginning to unveil? Like, it, you should do it. Um, if you do reveal what you look like, you need to get, like, a um, someone to do an effect that when Luke takes Darth Vader's mask off, that could be your reveal. <laughs> I could, I could. I, I have thought about it, and if I end up going on, like, a live podcast or whatever, doing whatever, I'll, I'll probably do, like a, like, a charity thing beforehand and be like, hey, if you want to see what I look like, you will in a week anyway, but if you want to do this, that, that's probably how I'll do it, but I'm still, uh, I don't know. I don't know why I'm so weird about it. I, I just, I think I, uh, there's a fear that I'm going to have to go back to, to regular work and they'll be like, which is that idiot who used to yell about Spider-Man <laughs> until that fell in the toilet? They'll be like, yeah, that was me. Yeah, thanks. I, I still am that idiot. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But interesting how you were saying that you'd, you know, unmask for charity. It reminds me of Mexican wrestling. Their their biggest <laughs> matches are the mask versus mask matches where the loser must reveal their faces. Oh, right. I didn't know that. That's great. Yeah, that's like where the big... They get paid the most money. Like, that's their big sort of almost retirement fund is when they do the match to reveal their face. Right, right. That's... So you're, you're, you're suggesting some kind of wrestling match with somebody else who also doesn't reveal their face. Yeah, a pot-off. And then I, a pot-off. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll do it. I'll fight. You know what? I'll just, I'll, I'll just fight Carl Chandler. How about that? I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'd pay. I'd pay. All right. Let's go to our next call. I, it is, I'm not sure what this number is. It's 4479. Hello? Who are you and where are you calling from? Tell us. Sorry. My, my name is Prasanna. I'm from the UK. And you're talking Hello? far louder than um, our last UK. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... Uh, yeah, I'm wild. Um, you just don't uh, care. Yeah, I don't care. My mum is pissed. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't care. Um, you're the sorry. sex pistols of um, callers. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, James. Hello. James, are you still there? It's the Sunday. I think we've lost James. He's still on the... Oh, man. Switchboard. Oh, I'm so upset. I don't know where he's gone. Wait there. Oh, Wait man, there. that's heartbreaking. <laughs> that's so heartbreaking. I can't believe that. You know, it's 3.26 a.m. <laughs> you know, you know, like, what the hell? What is going on? Yeah, what, what's your well. question? And then, and hopefully we can get him back on well, the, uh... Oh, God. 
geez, I didn't I didn't think I'd get through. So, um, well, I have several things on my mind. Um, firstly, if James ever comes back, uh, tell him I emailed him uh, and I sent him a link to a short movie and he watched it. Uh, oh, okay, wait, I lovely, think lovely I've reply. got him back. Oh. Wait there, wait there. Wait there. Okay, I'm waiting. He's there, but he can't talk. Oh, what a dickhead. <laughs> James, what happened? We were doing so well. Oh, Very sad. This is a tragic podcasting incident. I can't believe that. I cannot <laughs> believe that. Um, what are your questions? And, and we'll try to get them done when uh, we can get back on to Sunday. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, uh, well, I wanted to say from this some of the movies that I was tremendously pleased he watched a short movie I made uh, and he reviewed it and I replied to him with a 10 things you missed from my film um, <laughs> and he never got back but uh, that was that was you know I was still very pleased <laughs> I think you might have pushed the internet friendship too too hard there um, yeah. we've only yeah. got <laughs> under two minutes left of the live call so give us your questions and we'll get them done on right. the bonus show for uh, Sunday movies Oh, shit. I don't actually have a question. Okay. I think the Star Wars films in the future are really benefiting from having a story group. Uh, yep. And I think that, um, like, other franchises uh, and other things aren't doing so well because they're struggling in a tug-of-war between studio control and creative control. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Rogue One's going to reshoot. What, do you think it's right that studios should have control, like especially with Star Wars, which has got quite a emotional fan base? All righty. We will tackle that one in the bonus section. I'm sorry that you got cut off from Sunday oh. movies. Um, like tell him to email me or something. I can't really, it's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be back on. He'll be back on. But I will. Uh, yeah. I, I will pass it on. And he's he's probably listening right now. Um, we've got one more Skype uh, person on hold. We'll get yeah, to you sure. in the bonus section. Thank you for calling. Uh, we'll be back next weekend with uh, more live calls. And of course, you can listen to the archive on iTunes. And don't forget the normal Steel Wars show coming up on Tuesday. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next week. Still, can you hear me? I can, James. What happened? I don't know. <laughs> I could hear you, I, I, but, but everything was connected, but, it, but then I just couldn't. For those that are listening in that have not listened to your awesome podcast, The Weekly Planet, just give us a quick spiel on that one. I can do that. It's, uh, it's something I do with internet celebrity Nick Mason, who you're probably all familiar with, even if you don't know who I am. Uh, it's where we talk movies and comics and TV shows. It's got his own, his own YouTube channel. It's on iTunes, on Libsyn. Uh, you can find it uh, all, of, all of those places. And it's, it's just a kind of, it's a fun time, I think. I it is a fun time. It is part of my Monday night ritual. I, I, it normally downloads on the way to the gig we run at Spleen. So I listen to the first yep, bit yep. while I set up chairs. And then when I drive home, I listen... Just a little bit. I, I usually, by the time I get home on a Monday night, it's normally that very fun little letters song getting played. Oh, good, good. Yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate it. That's really, that's really cool. I should come down to Spleen. I haven't been there. 
Yeah, come hang out. I won't. I won't out you as as who you are. <laughs> okay, but um, ignore me. And yeah, so James has got a uh, a full length Steel Wars interview up on the website, and as does his partner Nick Mason. And mm-hmm. Mason also did the. Oh, and he's also on a live show. He's, he's also show. on a live did, show yeah. With, yeah. With, with Dilrook, which is um, a very popular one. What was his question? Because I kind of disconnected and came back. Um, I've got that question, and we'll get to that in a sec. I've just got one more caller. Uh, we, I don't sure. think we're on the live stream anymore, but we can take this. Hey, you guys. I hope you enjoyed that awesomely fun live call-in show. I'm getting the hang of it. I've got much to learn about this call-in format and how to best utilize it, but I'm having a tremendous time learning the ropes, the strategies to be a master call-in broadcaster. And a huge thank you to James, Mr. Sunday Movies, for his knowledge and humor. I always love talking to James. And hey, if you were just thinking, hey, I would sacrifice half a cup of coffee this month to hear 50 more minutes of those guys going at it and answering questions and hitting Star Wars news. Well, hey, it is your dream come true because on the Steel Wars supporter page, we do. We go for another 50 minutes. If you were signed up, you'd be listening to that right now rather than me telling you how important your support is to the podcast. We talk about who would recast today for the prequels. Why is a droid like 3PO so incompetent? Is Disney interfering with Rogue One? Should we want them to? What would help the DC films? The pros and cons of the Tarkin novel. A breakdown of a very enlightening Rogue One prequel novel. That is a good section. Does Jin have an Unky Mendo? There's one to think about. What are we most looking forward to in the future of Star Wars? And tons, actually more. We jammed in so much chat into that 50 minutes. It was a super good time. So if you want to hear that, Steel Wars supporter page, you can sign up for that through Bandcamp. And the link is on steelwars.com and you get a VIP RSS feed where all the supporter content is sucked right into your phone or media device of choice and you have more Star Wars content than you could possibly get through. And in saying that, it is possible to get through all the content, but it will take a while. I'm talking at least a week of constant listening. Nothing else. Staying up. At least a week. Just for three lousy dollars. I feel like I should be in the discounted rug business as I have gone crazy. And I encourage you to take advantage of my lunacy on the Steel Wars supporter page, steelwars.com. And I'm not trying to rip you off. I'm not trying to run a scam. I am trying to really oversupply you for your $3 a month with Star Wars content. So you'll never be left on a drive or doing the dishes or mowing the lawn without fresh Star Wars content to listen to. That is my role. If you're in Melbourne, we have a live podcast coming up this Saturday, the 10th of September. I should point out that supporters got $5 off 
their ticket price to that. It's $15. They got in for 10 So you can sign up now, get the code, and buy a ticket. That would be tricky. And you also get 15% off at the merch store. So if you wanted to get a Your Snoke Theory Sucks stickers or t-shirt, a Have You Seen Him sticker or t-shirt, you get a bonus off that as well. So I'm trying to, trying to make it easy for you guys, you know? As well as the live show, we are doing the LA Podfest on the 23rd to the 25th. We are on the Saturday night, which if you are in Australia, which will be the Sunday around midday, I believe. And how that works, you can buy a virtual ticket. It's normally $25, but if you use the coupon code STEAL, that goes down to $20. And you get access to the live stream for an entire weekend of live podcasts. Some of the best comedy podcasts in the world will be broadcasting live. And you get to watch it like a TV show. And there is three streams. So you've got a choice of three different things at once. And don't fret if you want to watch something else on the other stream or you have to go out. Everything will be archived on demand for a month after the show. And if you're also interested in podcasting, there's tons of like podcast, like the business of podcasting and, and all these podcast strategies and stuff on these other panels, which are fascinating. But you get like awesome, awesome, hilarious podcasts like Will Anderson's Tofop, The Todd Glass Show, The Dollop, just even if you have not heard of these shows, if you normally listen to other podcasts, trust me, you will find some new podcasts that will be your favorites if you sign up to the LA Podcast Fest virtual ticket. Our guest will be announced very soon and I hope it will make you gasp. And I hope it will make me gasp as well. I am hitting up people that are gasp worthy. <laughs> If you're enjoying the call-in show, please try to call in if the time permits in your life, in your part of the world. Spread the word on Facebook and Twitter. And there is now a blank slate of five-star reviews on the charts on iTunes now. So I think we've got about three five-star reviews. We'd love to bank it up and vouch for us. So when other Star Wars fans hit the link they go, hey, this guy liked it. I might like it too. This podcasting thing is a two-way street. And if you give me a little bit of support, I will give you years and years of humorous blithering about Star Wars. Deal? Deal. See you on Tuesday on the other feed, the old school Steel Wars podcast feed, as we talk to Adam Bray, the author behind Ultimate Star Wars, an amazing book, and everything you need to know about Star Wars, among many other guidebooks, including everything you need to know about Marvel. It's a great chat. He's a great guy. We're doing great stuff. <laughs> Thanks so much, you guys, and hey, may that force be with you.